Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash my money health check. Hello and welcome, I'm Rob Lilly and this is the Witch Shorts Podcast. Thanks for choosing to listen to this week's episode. In it, we'll be taking a deep dive into your recycling bin, hearing more about the final destination for much of our unwanted but reusable waste. A reminder, if you're new around here, that there are loads of previous episodes for you available to listen to. Just search Witch Shorts wherever you're listening. Now though, on to this week's episode. To read us this article, originally written by Olivia Howes, I'll hand you over to Angus Farker. We still have a long way to go in terms of how much our household waste is recycled. In 2020, the UK target was to recycle 50% of household waste. England, Northern Ireland and Scotland missed this with rates of 44%, 49.1% and 41% respectively. Wales is a stellar exception, with a 56.5% household recycling rate and overall recycling rate of 65.4%. In fact, Wales is the third best recycler in the world. At the heart of the struggle with recycling is a tangled story of outdated council infrastructure and waste facilities, a reprocessing system that made it more profitable to export some materials, and a booming market for ever more complicated composite packaging that can't be broken down again, such as PET food pouches or toothpaste tubes. Add local inconsistencies on what's collated and it's created widespread confusion. It's also crucial to continue to push for the removal of unnecessary packaging. Reduce needs to come before reuse, both of which are preferable to recycle. Some materials, especially paper and plastic, can only be recycled a finite number of times before they are useless. So, even with recycling in place, using these products in manufacturing will require a new material at some stage. The responsibility for changing packaging lies largely with the makers and sellers of goods, a challenge in a retail system built for single use. But we as consumers can and do play our own role. We can demand change and choose better options where they already exist, for example, buying loose fruit and vegetables, using refill stations and choosing recyclable material when they're available. Change is on the horizon. There are policies in the pipeline such as consistency and collection in which all councils will have to collect the same materials, including food waste. Plus, Extended Producer Responsibility, or EPR, will push the costs of dealing with packaging back onto manufacturers. These bring reasons to hope that the UK's recycling efforts are improving. 
Much of what's recycled in your area is down to your local authority. This has led to discrepancies in what's collected, often due to a lack of local recycling facilities. Some councils take Tetra Pak, for instance, commonly used in juice cartons, plastic bags and textiles. Some don't even collect glass. Some 49% of English councils don't have any kind of food waste collection. With that variety comes huge differences in household recycling rates, from St Albans at 64.2% right down to Barrow in Furness, 17.9%. Of the 10 English local authorities with the worst household recycling rates in 2020-21, five of them are London boroughs. Birmingham, Liverpool and Nottingham also feature. Lower recycling rates are often associated with high-density urban areas and social deprivation. It's different in Wales. Councils largely follow a standard blueprint to collect the same materials and often collect them separately, which tends to lead to higher recycling quality, and food waste collection is mandatory. There's also been significant investment in recycling infrastructure and communication to citizens. Three of the five Welsh councils with the top rates of municipal recycling collect non-recyclable household rubbish, known as residual waste, every three weeks as a minimum. Conwy's every four. Less frequent rubbish collections, coupled with more frequent recycling and food waste collections, drives up recycling rates. We're promised that consistency in collection is coming to England and should lessen confusion, improve infrastructure and lead to better recycling rates, but it's subject to delays and the finer details of how it will work are still not known. Another part of the problem is that we don't have the infrastructure in the UK to recycle everything ourselves. This applies to all materials but particularly plastic, paper and aluminium. Financially, our current system favours export. If a tonne of recycling material is sold to a reprocessor in the UK, it is sorted and reprocessed to remove contaminants. The price paid for that material is for the adjusted weight, so if the reprocessor can only recover 80% of the total for recycling, they only get 80% of the value. But if they sell abroad, they're paid for the full weight of the material, including contamination, with little follow-up on what happens to the waste. Small amounts of contamination or non-target materials are to be expected, but this system also allows unscrupulous waste management companies to send bales of material with high levels of contamination or non-recyclable material abroad. This is known as waste crime. The Environment Agency recently fined a Kent-based materials recovery facility for attempting to send plastic knowingly contaminated with nappies, condoms and textiles to Turkey. A National Audit Office report said that the system was open to fraud and error. Until 2018, China received nearly half the world's recyclable waste, but it and other countries have banned imports of plastics and many other waste materials in response to high levels of fraud. Most of the UK's plastic exports now go to Turkey, followed by the Netherlands and Poland, but a Greenpeace report found that Turkey has a recycling rate of just 12%, including its domestic waste, indicating it lacks the infrastructure to cope with all of its imported waste. In some positive news, 2021 marked the first year that more plastic was recycled within the UK than exported, 53% versus 47%. 
There's widespread recognition in the industry that the UK needs to be recycling more of its own waste rather than sending it abroad. The new extended producer responsibility legislation should reduce the amount of exported waste further, with more investment in infrastructure and more onus on manufacturers to ensure packaging is dealt with responsibly. Yet, implementation of EPR has been delayed until 2024 and won't be fully operational until 2027. So what needs to change? It's vital that unnecessary packaging is eliminated from packaging design and that the focus is on materials that are truly and widely recyclable. Extended producer responsibility will bring in the polluter pays principle. Manufacturers will bear the full cost of recovery of the packaging they place on the market. Packaging that is not truly recyclable will be subject to higher disposal fees. The plastic packaging tax should mean more and more recycled material is used. Shops also have a big role to play. In 2021, Environmental Investigation Agency report noted that while all 10 major supermarket chains have plastic reduction targets, some of them only focus on their own brand items. Supermarkets need to be pressuring branded suppliers too. Fruit and veg should be sold loose where possible. The market for refillable goods is still small, but it's mostly been limited to localised trials. Government-mandated targets could make larger rollouts more achievable. These need to deliver, without further delays, consistency in collection. EPR and deposit return schemes, the first one is due to start in Scotland in August 2023, deposit return schemes could particularly improve on-the-go recycling. Consistency in collection needs to be coupled with investment in communication to householders so that people better understand what they can and can't recycle. A consistent and clear approach to mandatory labelling is also key. We can all help too, by avoiding packaging where it's possible to do so, and committing to actually reusing reusable items such as coffee cups and bags. The EIA report found that almost 57 bags for life were bought per household in a year. The thick, heavy plastic equals a heavy carbon cost. Reuse glass rather than recycling it if you can. And don't be tempted to do what's called wish cycling, putting things that can't be recycled, especially batteries, in the recycling bin. Thank you to Angus and to Olivia Howes too, whose original work was published in the November issue of Witch magazine. Remember you can find more articles you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Witch Shorts. And thanks for listening. Witch Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly. While the exec producer was Angus Farker.